Hello, and welcome back to the Heavy Machinery of the World Wars. My name is Charlie, and I will be your host for today. And we will be talking about the FT-17 and one of its variations. Previously, we have talked about British tanks, but today we will be talking about our first French tank, which was the FT-17. The FT-17 didn't look anything like a British tank. It looked very similar to a modern-day tank, like an M1 A1 Abrams or an M2 Abrams. But the main difference between the tanks that had already been created, like the Little Willie Landship and the Mark One, Mark Two, II, Mark Three, Mark all the Marks, all the way up to five, the, uh, they didn't have rotating ball turrets. This one did. Now it wasn't very much of a ball turret. It was. It had just like a normal turret, like you would see on a modern day tank. It would. It could go 360 degrees and it would be able to move pretty fast. So the FT-17 was fast, it had a 360 degree rotating turret so it could shoot things behind it, and it could be controlled by two people. So this will be important later because of how it's so light, fast, and has a packs a pretty powerful punch, but that's the main difference between the FT-17 and the British tanks. There's a large variety of FT-17s. There are many different types, but there are two main types we will be talking about, and that is the FT-17, the normal one, and the M-1917, which is the American version. The FT-17 was very small and pretty fast. It could move around 5 miles per hour, or 8 kilometers per hour, but although it did not cross the muddy terrain of No Man's Land, so it had pretty thin tracks it couldn't really cross i mean it could but it was more likely to get stuck it was at its peak when it could when it was trying to move through a tricky forest with lots of things where larger tanks like the mark 5 couldn't maneuver because it was just too big the mark the fd17 could go straight through it was, but it was at its very peak it was very what it did best was street fighting. If you were in a city and you had this, it could move very fast. Although it had fairly thin armor, it could move fast and it could fire a lot because it had the cannon and it could, if something was behind it, turn it the uh, turn around, fire, and you you hit it. It could and it, because it could it was so thin and small, it could go through alleyways. It was very good at street fighting, but the FT-17 was developed by Renault Motors and was almost cancelled in favor of the super heavy tank, the Char 2C, and Char in French is tank, so the tank 2C. So this did not happen. It was decided to create the FT-17 instead of the Char 2C because it, the Char 2C was really heavy and thick and they had some doubts about it getting stuck and then it being an easy target for machine gunners other tankers and artillery all of those and probably more but if it got stuck easy target harder to attack a moving target but if it's just stuck then you won't it'll be easier for uh, you to get a hit on it in 1917 when Renault Motors began manufacturing it had a armament of a 8mm Hodgkiss machine gun but or a Revell machine gun later on the machine guns would be switched out and fitted with a 37mm cannon. So the FT-17, one of its main drawbacks is it only had a main armament. It didn't have a secondary. So it didn't have a machine gun when it had a 
like cannon, like the 37 millimeter cannon. Armor is ranged from a thickness of 22 millimeters to a thinnest of eight millimeters. So 22 in the front and 16 on the sides. It was manned by two soldiers, like I said earlier. So it had a driver and a gunner. The gunner would reload and uh, turn the turret and the driver would drop. It's pretty obvious because it's they're both in the name, but the driver would just drive. It held about 25 gallons of fuel and had an operational time of around eight hours. So now we will be talking about the American variant, the M1917. The reason America didn't uh, have their own tank was because imagine trying to bring tanks like the Mark V tank, but imagine trying to bring those across the Atlantic Ocean. That would be really hard to do, especially if you have really heavy tanks and if you're trying to bring lots of them. It would also be really hard to bring them across and let's say one of them gets damaged. Uh, the French, if it got damaged and was able to bring it back, or the uh, British, and if they were able to bring it back, they could repair it and send it back on the field. If a tank got hit, and if it was an American tank and it got hit, if they created their own tank, which they didn't, but if they did, and then it went out and it got hit and damaged, and they couldn't drive it anywhere to get it fixed because it, they would have to ship it back to the factory in America. So they used the a combination of French and uh, British tanks. So that's the main reason America didn't bring any tanks or have any tanks. So the M1917 was the American variant of the FT-17, but it looked bulkier and had slightly different armaments and armor. The main difference was the M1917 had a Rockwell machine gun instead of an 8mm Hotchkiss machine gun. However, it still had the same 37mm cannon whenever it had a like siege attack when it was using the cannon instead of going through clearing out infantry. However, its fuel capacity had was 5 more gallons than the FT-17. It had 30 gallons, or, which it would get 1 mile per gallon. Was it would go for about thirty miles? You fill it up. It has thirty uh, gallons of fuel. It would go for around thirty miles. It also had some of its armor stripped off, so it had armor ranging from fifteen millimeters to six millimeters instead of twenty to or twenty two to six. But it actually couldn't go as far as the FT seventeen. It was kind of weird. It kind of. Because if it had some of its armor stripped off and it holds more fuel, how does it not go farther? So this is where we uh, see what we've learned. This is the conclusion. So, what have we learned? So we've learned that the M1917 was the American's version of the FT-17. So basically, America ripped off the FT-17 and created their own variant. We also learned that the FT-17 was almost cancelled to create Char 2C, which was the super heavy tank which never actually became, existed because it was big and bulky and it was likely to get stuck. But we also learned that every nation wanted their own tank. So eventually, every nation, America, France, Britain, they and Germany, all most of the nations in the war wanted their own tank so they would create their own tank america couldn't obviously but they all wanted their own tank so everyone wanted the tank so they could dominate the battlefield but most of them didn't get their own tanks 
and the ones that did, like Germany, didn't get many or didn't get a good taste. So thank you for listening to another episode of the Heavy Machinery of the World Wars, and I hope to talk to you soon about the St. Chamont tank.